Welcome to another episode of Live Hard. I'm James Phillip. I'm Kane Carpenter. We're going to walk you through the Live Hard philosophies based on my own life. You can follow me on Instagram or YouTube at jamesphillip313 or download these anywhere podcasts are available. With that being said, let's get started. Work from home. There's a stat out there that says work from home has uh, grown 173% since 2005. Um, I know it's something that we've talked about a lot in, in the past, James, but what are your general thoughts on, on work from home? I think work from home has a certain place. If you read some of my postings online, you know I'm an advocate for not working from home when you're early in your career. Um, I do know people that work from home that are, are more experienced, that have you know mastered a craft, that you know they're self-motivating and self-starters and they just get their shit done. And I, I do think there's a balance there, but you'll often hear me speak about if you're just out of college or even five, seven years into your career, my suggestion usually is don't work from home because you need to work on all these other soft skills of being a professional and just building up all those skills, particularly if you want to be a, like a manager or a leader or an executive one day. Yeah. And what would you say are the kind of the biggest things that you feel like you need to learn though in an office setting? So as someone that, you know, I started a fairly successful career in my late teens, you know, when I look back trying to achieve what I did back then from home, it would have been pretty fucking awful. Um, you know, it took me several years to just learn how to operate in a work environment and dealing with coworkers and taking, you know, instructions and being in meetings. And, you know, I was 19, 20 years old and I didn't know shit. You know, unfortunately, I thought I knew it all. And even then, I, I laugh sometimes. I look back and I think if I had to employ myself at 19 or 20, I would have hated that motherfucker. <laughs> but, uh, you know, going through all that and now looking back at someone that runs or owns multiple companies as an employer, I'm thinking, wow, you know, you have a long ways to go. Even if you went to college and you got a, a four-year degree or even a master's degree, it doesn't mean you have mastered work. And just, you know, punctuality is a big one, for example. It's half of my new hires that are new grads show up to work late on the first day. And I think, you know, even when I got my first gig at 19, which was fucking life-changing, I was in the parking lot an hour early because it was so important to me. I didn't want to fuck it up. But I have people that have a $100,000 degree and they still show up to work late and they only live like five minutes down the road. And it's like they didn't realize the importance that showing up to work on time matters, particularly on your first fucking day. And, you know, I've heard everything under the sun from uh, my father said it wasn't a big deal to, you know, I used to go to class late and my professor didn't care. And I used to look people and say, look, this isn't college. And I'm not your fucking professor. I'm, you're getting paid to show up at this time and work. And if, when you hit me with the, my father said it wouldn't be a big deal, then I say, get your phone out, um, call your father up, and have him come down and do your fucking job right now. And, uh, you know, just being a little bit sarcastic, but for someone that just went through four years of education and, and sometimes think they have everything fucking figured out, 
they can't get to work on time and then they don't think it's a big deal. So I realize it, it takes you about two years. Um, not everybody. Some people worked quite a bit before they graduated college. So they have learned how to just operate in a professional environment. But if you haven't done that, and I don't, you know, an internship in the summer where you got to work 25 hours and did basic work and, and that didn't really teach you a whole lot unless you were in the right environment. So a lot of times we run into people that are 21, 22, 23 years old, that this is their first real job. And they've just have no idea that punctuality matters, that you will get critiqued and you will, might get criticized a little bit in a positive way. You know, dealing with instructions and deadlines and uh, customer complaints or making sure the customer's happy, dealing with coworkers, knowing that there's going to be positive coworkers and negative coworkers and just understanding how to handle yourself around people every day when there's actually something on the line. These are all things that most just lack coming out of college. So I see this every day for, you know, as long as I've been employing people, which is a goddamn long time. And, you know, I say, you're not going to get that working from home. So when I see someone that's new out of college and they say they want to work from home, I kind of cringe because you don't know anything. It almost doesn't matter what job on the planet you take. You still got to be trained. I don't, I had a guy that had two top 25 degrees, a top 10 or 15 MBA and wicked smart dude, one of the smartest people I've ever employed. And I still had to train him on everything we did. And once you realize that you don't know shit, not just from a functional matter of, of performing a job, plus all these other things that come with it, you can see why I say the thought of working from home when you're early in your career is, it seems like it'd be very de detrimental to your growth. One of the things that I think of when I think about the value of working from an office is the difficult conversations that you learn to have. I think, uh, especially in a high growth company, it's maybe more applicable, but I think it applies across companies of any size. But when you come into a, a work environment, you want to get to a point where you probably manage people or manage, uh, have responsibilities that are larger than just yourself. Uh, and part of that is having, pulling, having to pull people aside and having conversations that you're not comfortable having and those I think are difficult to learn to do if you're behind the screen. You almost can't learn it if you're behind a screen. It's the same as if you just, I always make the joke of uh, how, how, how did breaking up with that person over text message work out? <laughs> you know, it's, it doesn't fucking work out. Usually it, it just fucking burns down like a Molotov cocktail. Not recommended to break up with someone over a fucking text message. Just, as another human being, do they not deserve to sit in front of you face to face and have that conversation? And, you know, in management, a lot of times when you have a remote workforce, you don't have a, you don't have a choice. You have to do it over the phone or over uh, Skype or FaceTime. It's not ideal. I always say, you know, never have a difficult conversation over email. If you need to do it, it needs to be done face to face because so much gets lost in translation based on reading words or someone's voice. You know, no one ever looks fucking good on FaceTime, by the way. Everyone looks fucking miserable. <laughs> they look a little sloppy. The shit's grainy. It is not the best way to deliver bad news. Or even if you're just trying to help somebody and they might perceive it as bad news, it's just not good to do it in this interpersonal way. So how do you ever really learn to just deal with the people aspect and like sitting down and having tough conversations 
if you're working from home again. And again, if you want to be a manager or a leader and you're trying to grow, it's hard to do that sitting at home, just kind of a, you're not, you're avoiding all these other things. And at times it might make you more productive, but as you're growing, how much are you missing out? So if you're a manager, it's so much easier to sit down face to face and just have an honest conversation with someone than trying to do it over the phone. Over email is brutal. <laughs> like I hope you don't do that. You know, or even a FaceTime. It's just it's fucking tough. And if you want to like develop those skills to read people, you just it's just hard to do in like 2D. You need to get in front of somebody. But you know, as the workforce gets a little more remote, you don't have a choice, but if you're trying to grow into a leader, manager, executive, whatever, if you want to develop those skills, you should be in an office so you can just pick up on all that. There's there's like nonverbal cues people sling at you all day that you're just not going to pick up on in a Skype session or a phone call. And to see them every day in person, you get to know them. You get to see their body language. You know their ups and downs. You develop emotional intelligence. and how do you have emotional intelligence if you're not ever able to really get to know somebody? And granted, you don't need to know them to pick up on certain things, but if you can really understand them, what makes them tick, their highs and their lows and the things that are bothering them and just getting to really understand somebody, then you can take all those nonverbal cues and really translate that into something that matters. Where do you think the work from home noise comes from? Uh, I mean, I saw a stat that somewhere between four and eight million people in the United States work from home full time. So it's actually not that big a proportion of the, uh, like the entire working population, but there is significant noise around the issue. I mean, there's about like 220 million people working or some shit like that. So it is not a very big number, but if you get on social media, it's significant. Mm -hmm. um, how many times have you seen people on like LinkedIn talk about work from home. Ton. Ton. So, you know, you're watching all this stuff on, on social media and it's, I'm more productive when I work from home. You know, life's happier when I work from home, work from home, work from home. Everything on social media is work from home. But, you know, my first thought is don't get your career advice from, from uh, <laughs> social media. Yeah. Uh, Cause I, I watch that destroy way too many careers from just, you know, listening to the wrong people and, you know, the thought is, if it's on social media, it must be true. Uh, you know, work from home makes you happier. Of course it makes you happier if you're somebody that just wants to completely not deal with anybody in life. You know, what is going on Monday through Friday that is so fucking bad that you don't want to go to work? And I understand if you have a reason to be home. There, there's many reasons about medical issues or family. I, I get those. There's a lot of people that just don't want to go be around other coworkers. And then they get mad when an employer looks at them and goes, well, I don't like that. It's like, well, of course the employer's not going to like that. You're basically saying, I don't really want to be around these people. I don't like the culture. And it's just killing me to come into the office today. And like, what does that say about you as a worker sometimes? And then you, you see people kind of dogpile on social media where they just go crazy with the work from home thing. And if you don't allow work from home, then you're a bad company. But I tend to flip that around because I look at the people that are successful in my life, the, and the people in my circle, the people that I know, none of them are talking about working from home. If they're talking about working from home, 
It's because the Comcast guy's coming over and they need to work from home today. I get that. They're not choosing to work from home because they don't want to be in the office around their other co-workers. <laughs> like, what does that say about you? If You're going to say that it says more about your co-workers. Like, you, you think it's not a good place to work. And everyone's kind of judging that. But the people that I know that are successful, they're not even talking about working from home. They want to get to the office. They want to be around their people. They like their culture. They like the conversations. They like just being around people. They don't want to sit at home kind of just copying out of the workday, just trying to avoid, you know, getting to know anybody. And those people seem to keep succeeding. And I feel like a lot of the people I know that aren't succeeding are the ones that are looking for work from home jobs because they just don't want to, they don't want to put in the extra effort or they don't value being in the work environment. And that I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the most valuable things about being around other people is, um, well, one of the most valuable things about working in general is this idea of um, getting better. And I think somewhere online it said that brainstorming is the most difficult kind of meeting to hold when everybody's a remote worker. And brainstorming, I think, is even if you're just brainstorming about your own uh, workflow, and then you extend that out to where you're brainstorming about growth of the company and growth of different projects. If you can't do that, the meaning of work almost kind of is diminished a little bit because you're you're left to only focus on yourself. Um, so that's, I guess that's an interesting kind of thought uh, around work from home too. It makes sense if you've ever taken an online college course and you have tried to have a conference call of brainstorming. <laughs> Um, and I, I wasn't taking college courses to get a degree. I just, I want to learn and I, I value conversation, but it was goddamn painful trying to do group work over the motherfucking phone versus if we were sitting in a, anywhere in a Starbucks or sitting down, it is so much easier to sit there, to see another person, to hear their voice, um, you are allowed to be more candid. There's some laughs, some smiles, some jokes, or all this shit's going on that's just lost. And uh, anytime you ever try to brainstorm on the phone, it's, it's fucking irritating, to be honest, versus just being somewhere where, you know, someone's over there squeezing the fucking little football thing, or someone's <laughs> swirling her drink, and there's this, there's this energy in the fucking room. And to be honest, like, we do that... Um, like, I couldn't collaborate with an another producer when we make music over the phone it would be fucking irritating to sit there and say you know what do you think about these fucking drums and i, I put that 8082 on there and then reverb that fucking sound. dude it'd be fucking painful versus when we're in the studio and we're together and we're laughing and we're just fucking vibing on shit there's an energy you just can't fucking replace you know it's humans want to be around other fucking humans. They, they want to be around each other. You crave it. You need it. But to try to like generate ideas on the phone, it can happen, but it's sterile. Like you just fucking lose something. And it's like in a world where creativity means everything, especially when you're trying to innovate. How the fuck do you do that over a phone call when it's just kind of boring? True. And there's a professor that I follow and I, I enjoy his work a lot. He's one of the, quotes that I remember from one of his books is greatness is achieved in the agency of others. So you're really capping your potential even by 
choosing to be isolated and, and choosing that kind of a lifestyle. And as a young person, I mean, I, once again, I think 70%, close to 70% of millennial job seekers said that work from home actually had a big impact on whether they chose a job or not. It, 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 it doesn't make a lot of sense if you think that what you want to do is achieve maximum potential, but you're almost cutting yourself off from actually doing that if you, if you choose to, to be alone. I mean, because sometimes the things that we want aren't what aren't what's best for us. You know, we are inherently lazy as, as human beings. So if we get the option to not have to commute to work, and I get it, commutes suck, but you can make the most of it or you can complain about it. Me personally, when I commute, that's my time to just turn my fucking stereo up. And I get so many ideas in the car when I'm driving that... Even if I could just work from home, I want to drive because I love getting ideas. I love taking different routes to the office and seeing different fucking streets and, and signs and people. This gives me shit to just drive ideas versus sitting in my fucking house, which is, you know, we already spend too much time in the fucking house. People need to get the fuck out of the house. But now you want to spend the eight hours a day you work in the house, which is crazy. It's like, so what do you, how do you plan on getting inspired? By sitting in the same fucking room all day by yourself so it is very fucking limiting in that sense but it's like you know we want to take the easiest way out of course it's easier to work from home you don't gotta drive anywhere you don't need to go face anybody in fact you can just sit in your house and do your work remotely you can have your groceries delivered to your house now you can have grubhub bring your food to your house and you can actually spend your whole life getting to know nobody and if that's what you want to do, I always say it's your choice. Like, that's 100% what, that, dude, live your life. But don't go say, I'm not where I want to be, or I'm not growing as fast as I can, or I didn't achieve the goals I wanted to while you're living that life. Because to get to anywhere that's fucking good, it's going to take some effort and sacrifice. There's also a bit of a contradiction in this idea. Like, we hear work-life balance talked about a lot. But one of the biggest issues that people face when they work from home, or at least one of the issues that's reported, is that it's difficult to separate life and work, right? If you do everything in the same space. So I guess that's another thing that when, when there's this proliferation of millennials or, or younger workers asking for work from home, like that side of the equation isn't thought of, which is my, your home then becomes your office and you almost on all the time so I'm someone that's on all the time no matter what uh, True. as a business owner I have to be I don't if you listen to my other podcast I don't believe that I get days off so for me it makes sense kind of but in the same sense it's where uh, there's an article that came out that's you know your bed should be used for like sleeping and sex and if you use it for everything else, then it kind of ruins sleeping and sex. In the same sense, when you just work from home all the fucking time and your home becomes your office, then what? You know, yeah. it's... And I think people, again, they, they think that this is going to be best for me, but it ends up having other fucking drags on your life. But, you know, when you say millennial, like millennials can be like 39 years old right now at the time of this episode, so... I can see where if you're 39 and you have kids, I can see why you'd want to maybe work from home. That makes sense. If you're 24, which I think is the lower end of being a millennial, 
then it starts to not make a lot of sense. Good and I think it's okay to blend life and work, but you know, a, a good example is just last Friday, <laughs> for example, um, we're trying to get a major advertising campaign campaign done. And the sales reps working from home on a Friday, which is a joke because anytime I want to go to lunch with someone that's working from home, I'm like, do you, or can you go to lunch on Friday? And, and they send back, I'm working from home. And they always put it in quotes, which, you know, that's a fucking running joke. If you look anywhere on social media that working from home means I'm kind of working. It means I'm checking my messages on my phone. It doesn't mean output. It doesn't mean efficiency or productivity. So of course I can go to lunch because they're working from home that day. Uh, but this person was working from home on Friday and we had a major advertising campaign that if we they, they said if we got everything to them by 10 o'clock, it would get done and it would start running Saturday. And this was a big fucking spend for us. Come to find out this person working from home somehow wasn't checking their messages and they completely missed our deadline and their excuse was I was working from home that day. So what the fuck were you doing at nine o'clock in the morning? And they were probably at the fucking gym because I have a buddy that starts his work day at like nine, goes to the gym at 10, checks his messages, goes to fucking lunch and then wraps his day up at like four. So he works five or six hours tops. And then he complains about, you know, why he can't keep a job or be successful. It's because he's trying to do 40 hours worth of work in 30 hours and he always fails. But again, this is someone that was working from home and fucked up a huge six-figure fucking contract because who knows what they were doing. Um, so again, it's like, where's the benefits if you're not going to really work from because you're distracted, you take advantage of things. You know, this is where I get tired of hearing, you know, I get more work done at home. I'm sure certain discipline people do without a doubt. But I've been burnt so many times by the work from home people or I have friends or family that work from home and then fuck their careers up because they don't get their work done. And then they get fired and then they yell at the company. And I'm like, well, you went from the gym from like 10 to noon and then you went to lunch. Why are you fucking surprised you got fired? It's craziness. I'll flip the question on you, James. The, uh, so once again, I think small companies are twice as likely to hire full-time remote workers. Is there a value to remote workers at, in the life cycle of a business? So there's like two issues. One, I'm saying if you're early in your career, I'm trying to tell you, you don't know shit <laughs> and you need to go learn how to be a professional and, and grow get mentorship, learn all these fucking things. And then as you get into your like thirties and forties, you know, as you've proven that you know what you're doing, you know how to be a professional, you're good at your job and your function and your expertise. People end up working from home and I do know those people. Some of them actually do work for me. Um, a lot of times it's work that doesn't need to be done at, at two o'clock in the afternoon. I have a web programmer that works for me that likes to work at, you know, fucking midnight or two in the morning that works out just fine. It's not shit that needs to get done within conventional business hours. And he's also extremely fucking talented and has earned it. So I do think there are benefits to hiring people, small companies. Sometimes they can get access to people that are maybe better than they would be able to get locally. So if I'm trying to make the best hire possible, do I want someone local or 
someone that works remotely in Utah. That's better. I might go with the better person, but only if they're like an expert or good at what they do, where they have a history or they're proven. The last thing I want to do is hire someone that's two years out of college to, you know, work from home when they don't really know shit. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. So there are definitely benefits to it, but I just think it depends on the person. And if you if you've employed anybody for any period of time, if you are an executive or you worked in HR particularly, and you, and you think about all the problems you deal with with people just getting to work on time and actually doing their fucking jobs, the last thing you want to deal with is someone that's remote and gaming the system. And I'm not saying everybody does that. But I'm also saying everyone I know that is crushing it in this world isn't working from home unless they have to. If their kid's sick, if a contractor's coming to their house. Other than that, those people that are killing it are taking their ass into the office because they want to be there around other people. And they are genuinely trying to make shit happen. But there's a lot of jobs where someone can just sit in their house and they're, and they're a web programmer and they don't need to be around anybody. They got their bucket of work. And they're going to get that bucket of work done. And I might be misquoting this, but I think it's medical billers or something is a really big work from home job. And from what I understand, those jobs really don't go anywhere. They're just buckets of work. They don't need to be in the office. They can work anytime. It's just that this, this bucket of work needs to get done by this fucking time. And I think those jobs are great for working from home. If, if you know what you're doing and that's all you're going to do, then that's a perfect work from home job. But I'm talking about anyone that's trying to really get somewhere, that's a different story. Do you feel like the idea of work from home is louder now only because of social media or are there other work dynamics that are changing and that's resulted in this, uh, in the noise around it uh, increasing? I mean, personally, I think it's social media and again, I'm saying you shouldn't be getting your career advice from social media, but uh, anyone listening to this, when you see the work from home shit pop up, I, I suggest you don't even listen to Kane or I, and you go, anyone that's like heavily hardcore pushing work from home, click on their LinkedIn profile and look at their career path. And I'm not going to say anything else. And I think if you click on 10 profiles, 20 profiles, you will get a rough idea of the people who are advocating heavily for working from home. And again, there is just this big discrepancy between the people that I know that are crushing it out there and the people that are pushing really hard for employers to let them work from home because it's like, why don't you want to go into the office and work unless you got a hell of a commute? And you're going to find, you'll, you'll realize the pattern really quick when, fuck everything else. You go find out for yourself. You go click on our profiles and you say, this is the people that are advocating from working from home all the time. Is this where I want to be in terms of my career? Because um, anyone that's trying to get somewhere, they value being in the fucking office. They value being around other people. They don't want to be at home where it's often uninspiring you're, you're drugged down, you're distracted by doing laundry and all this other shit's going on. Like, you want to get to the office because you value those conversations. You value being around other people. You know. For anyone that is a stay-at-home parent, I, I, I'm sure that it resonates with you that you get to a certain point where you just crave human interaction. 
And I know so many parents that way that that's one of their complaints about two years in they having kids if they stay at home, uh, you know, male or female, don't matter. Whatever, if you're just a stay-at-home parent, at some point, just dealing with kid shit all day turns your brain to mush. You crave conversation with other adults, like a smile, different thoughts, like what's going on in the real world. And you realize when you work from home, you get in that same fucking trap where like, not only do you live here and sleep here and eat here and entertain here, but now you're working here all fucking day. And it almost drives you a little bit insane. And it's like, that's why I'm saying I don't understand the thought of working from home. When you look at people who were often trapped in the fucking house, the first thing they want to do is get the fuck out of the house. And they want to be around other people because it's human nature. We want to be around other fucking people. And we're going backwards. We're saying, let's just spend all our life in the house. Let's get our food delivered to the house. Let's work from the fucking house. Let's sleep in our house. Let's just, let's just stay in the fucking house all the time. True. I, I feel like even if you think on a, a very kind of human level, some of my happiest moments are typically when I've got family or, or other people around me. And uh, when I'm isolated and by myself, I don't typically remember those as much. And so you're, you're right. You're tapping into something almost um, like primal when when you when you think about this this idea of, of working in an office and going in, in one direction with a, with a group. So, absolutely, I, I, I agree with you. How does mentorship work in a, in a work-from-home setting, uh, when you think about it, James? I mean, I think you can mentor anywhere. It's just what's more effective. And going back to the analogy earlier about trying to do a group class in college over the phone versus in person, what's actually easier and in person by far. So imagine trying to learn all these different things that you're, uh, you're learning in a new job, but you're doing it over the phone where, you know, not everyone's always paying attention over the phone, especially not email or Skype. You hope you are. And maybe they can do a screen share to show you some different things, but you don't realize how much mentorship goes on one-on-one one -on -one every day that you're just not picking up on. You don't realize that it's happening. But my own story, I was 19, 20 years old, my first gig, my first real job. And I'm at a, you know, automotive North American headquarters. You know, it's a fucking huge complex. I'm way out of my league. I'm the, the next youngest person around me is 40. I'm fucking half their age. And I got to know somebody that, you know, ran all the like, network shit and security for the whole fucking automotive company. And we got to know each other, and he's like, you know, you're worth investing some time into. So he's like, why don't you come into work early, and I'll show you some shit. I'm like, all right. This dude's in a lab coat and fucking he look, like glasses. He looks like a fucking scientist. I'm, I'm young, and I don't know shit. So I'm like, yeah, I'll come in. So I got in, you know, hour, two hours early wasn't getting paid for it. I just had to get up at like fucking five in the morning. So I had an hour drive, get there at six. And this dude showed me so much shit and allowed me to get my hands on so many things. Like I'm 19 years old, getting my hands on shit that like 40 year olds are getting their hands on. That would never happen working from remote. It wasn't even just being there physically to see the equipment. It was the conversations that were happening. He wouldn't call me on the phone at six in the morning and have a two hour conversation with me to mentor me over the fucking phone, if you think about it. 
this shit happen in person or you get breakfast, all this shit. So now I'm 20 years old and I'm able to go, you know, try to get jobs that 40 year olds are fucking getting with my resume because I was able to get my hands on this shit. And I was willing to put in the time to make the sacrifice to come in for free and not get paid. And he was kind enough to show me some shit and what never a fucking happened. Um, over the phone or Skype or email. That shit's just not happening. And, you know, I, when I started one company, I had people working and I'd often do a happy hour. I might come downstairs, I'll buy you a drink and some fucking tacos and Morton's. Uh, you know. But they wouldn't come. Only a couple people would come down because they had to go go home. They just went home. That's the fucked up part. They just went home. They didn't even come downstairs to, like, have a drink just because they were just going home. They had nothing more important going on. They just didn't see the value in it. So the people that did happen to hang around, you know, grew with the company a little bit faster because they're sitting there literally getting insights from someone that has grown and started multiple fucking businesses. And then I'm literally sitting there giving them the fucking beats off my own playbook, you know, at, you know, just out of college and they're soaking all this shit up and they're in the conversation. They have a seat at the table because I invited them to it and other people just wouldn't go. So it's like, well, what do you miss out on? Like you had the opportunity. So I guess it wouldn't matter if you're remote or not remote. They just didn't give a shit. And then if you don't give a shit, don't be surprised when your career doesn't go anywhere. But I wasn't going to call somebody and have an hour conversation with them about mentoring them. Dude, I'm going downstairs to get fucking dinner. If you want to come join me, we can talk about some shit. And... Great opportunity, but this would have never have happened over Skype or a phone. If you're working from home, fuck that. I'm out here in the real world. I'm in the office right now, and I'm going downstairs to Morton's for fucking dinner, and I'm inviting you to come. But that's just not going to happen while you're working from home. There's so much business that's done on the golf course, you know, at breakfast. I mean, shit, you just went to a couple breakfasts and had some meetings this week. You're, these are conversations you would just miss out on. And there's some of the most important shit that's getting discussed. It's things that are happening, ideas and strategies. All these new things are happening. And while you're at home, you're just missing out. These are values that, that people just don't recognize because they're so caught up in their own convenience of working from home or kind of copying out a life. They, just, they don't want to admit what they're missing. They're like, oh, you know, if I'm at work, I'm not distracted. I'm like, don't tell me you're not fucking distracted at home, okay? I can send someone to the New York office for a week, and they come back knowing everything that fucking happened. So don't tell me that this person's that many miles away, but they know everything that's going on in Detroit and Chicago because they're getting text messages, they're getting direct messages, they're getting emails. No, the gossip never stops. It's not just a water cooler in the office. This shit happens everywhere. So don't fucking tell me that you're less distracted at home. Fuck that. At home, you probably get more messages, more emails, more shit distracting you, more notifications popping up because you're not there to talk to. So yeah, maybe you can tune that out, but don't tell me you're not hearing the gossip, man. Like, it's almost worse when you work fucking remote. Yeah. So while you're telling me you get more work from, done from home, and just telling me maybe you're not that fucking disciplined, period. But either way, somehow you still always end up knowing what the fuck is going on with everybody everywhere, even shit that doesn't matter. So you're missing out on shit, and, and maybe you convinced yourself you're more productive at home, but, you know, at the end of the day, what is it? Did you get more work done, but what did you miss out on?
you know, you figure out that benefit. Yeah, yeah. One of the things I think, too, that you miss out on is, is the ability to kind of just watch the way people in positions that you want to get to act on a day-to-day basis. What What is that person wearing? How do they respond in this situation? How do they treat the others, uh, you know, in a meeting and different things? And that's, you cannot get that in a, in a work-from-home setting. Again, another thing that they're just not telling you in college, that maybe your parents didn't tell you, but it's... You really don't know how to carry yourself. Again, we're talking about people that are, you know, newer mm-hmm. yeah. in their careers. If you're 34 years old and you worked in the office, this is a different conversation. But, you know, I'm often talking about the people that are working from home that are early in their careers. It makes no sense to me. And they say they want to be a VP, but they don't want to spend the time around a VP to figure out how a VP carries themselves. How they dress. How they talk. How they get shit done, how they conduct themselves in a meeting, how they have to deal with adversities or, or workforce issues, because there's always workforce issues. Like there's all these things that you need to fucking learn that you just didn't learn from your parents, and you certainly didn't learn it in college. Fucking trust me. So, how do you ever get that working from home, only focusing on your work? And again, it's 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 one thing to have a bucket of knowledge to be good at your function, to be good at your craft. But if you want to be a manager or a leader or run a business one day, there's so much more shit to it. And you're not just going to get it from reading a fucking article online or, you know, watching a fucking Gary V YouTube is not going to get you there, man. And you could have been in the office every day observing how the person you want to be is operating and that is how they're carrying themselves. And you're just never going to learn that sitting at home. Yeah. Yeah, I also think that, I mean, when I think back at some of our conversations and conversations I've had with, um, you know, other people in the company who who I respect and I value their opinion, um, mentorship happens almost in the times between conversations, because you'll go into someone's office and have an actual question about uh, somewhere you want to take a project or the company, and uh, yes, you'll get the response to that, but it's the banter and it's the the conversation that happens after that conversation i think that's where you grow and where you learn the most about where you know where the other person is thinking where's their head at what the, what's on their mind and i think that's where the the value is in 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 in-person interactions how many times have you popped in my office to ask a pressing issue and it turns into a 30-minute conversation about the strategies of launching the business you're running yeah, completely ad hoc and then somewhere in that 30 minute conversation we have a great idea pops up and tomorrow we're executing the thing it's these are all the things that you miss out on like I had remote remote workforces I now have offices in four or five you know cities states and every give me the option I'm always going to go back to being in person um, the conversations we have the candid conversations the jokes and laughs that turn into an idea like sometimes just being around someone physically and having a couple jokes and laughs can make your whole fucking day. And you just don't get that through email or the phone or Skype. And, you know, it's, they often say in a couple online articles that recently, the people that work from home get depressed. Well, no shit, you're getting fucking depressed. You're sitting there by your fucking self all day. Or you may be sitting there with your spouse, which for some people, you're already with them all the time and now you spend eight hours a day with like now your relationships fucking a little bit messed up and 
It's like, yeah, you're going to get fucking depressed if you're by yourself all the fucking time. But it's like, you don't want to commute or you don't want to deal with your coworkers. So now you're sitting at home being alone. And you realize technology, while it makes things more convenient, it is not a replacement for being in the office every day, especially when it comes to the things we need as human beings. And back to my thought of, of uh, if you were a stay-at-home parent, how you crave human attention and conversation to see a smile. One person's smile can make your fucking day. But you can't get that just sitting at fucking home. It's... It can almost drive you insane. Unless you're such a miserable person that you just can't stand to be around other people. And if you're that negative of a person, maybe you should just stay the fuck home. Because no one wants you in the office anyways. <laughs> True. But if you're not, why not bring your ass to the office and be around other people and have those conversations that happen? Because you and I have had the, how many of those over the last years? Yeah. It, just, it wouldn't have happened over the phone like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. As a business owner, what's that transition been like from having kind of a centralized location to having lots of different offices? Do you find that your time is now, uh, or how do you split your time, uh, you know, tending to each of the offices, making sure that everybody gets enough face time? I mean, I try to get out and visit the sites as much as I can. Obviously, my, you know, the managing director's out also, you know, but when I pull the sites and I'm like, what would you like to see more of? They all say they would like to see, you know, more of me or, or more of the, you know, managing, managing director, president. So the f number one thing is they wanted to see the per person in person more often. So it's funny that, you know, while other people are saying work from home, the first thing my company locations are saying, I wish I could spend more time with you in person. It's that human nature. People want to be around other people. People want to be around other people. They they value it. They crave it. They need it. They didn't say more phone calls. <laughs> they didn't say more Skype sessions or FaceTimes. It's come out and see us in person. Let's have some meetings. Let's go have a drink. Let's go get into some conversations on how we can blow this company up and how we can change this, how we can make more money, how we can fix these issues. You just can't replace that energy that happens in person. For sure. One of the things we've talked about James is these big tech companies, Apple, Google, Amazon, building big campuses. Are they tapping into something that we're talking about right now? It's funny when it comes to Google and Apple or Tesla, it doesn't, you know, whatever, whatever fucking company we're looking at, it's, you know, whatever they do, we're trying to follow. They're trying to show us how business should be. And it's, these are the best places to fucking work and they're worth the most money and, it's like, so we want to follow everything they say, except when it's, it's work from home. Because <laughs> it's they're out building more billion-dollar fucking campuses. Um, they obviously are onto something that the work-from-home people aren't. It's They understand the value of having people in the office. Uh, so eliminating the drama or any anything about work from home, it's the number one thing on LinkedIn. You'll see the people, and it's a lot of the times, it's people that aren't managers. They're not business owners. They're not HR. They'll say, you need to trust your people. You need to trust your people. It's not a matter of trust. It's that I don't want to fuck with it. <laughs> like when you talk to HR people in, corp in large corporations, it's like, we just, we just want to fuck with it. It's You're supposed to start working at eight o'clock, but you don't. So all it does is cause more fucking drama for HR to deal with. And then the managers, my thing about earlier about the, the fucking contract we had on Friday that was supposed to get done at 10 o'clock, but the work from home person didn't fucking get it done. So it set us back how many fucking days, which cost me money. So it's like, 
it just who wants to deal with that fucking stuff? And I think Apple and you know Amazon and all these companies are saying we don't want to fuck with this. Bring your ass to the fucking office. We're Apple. We're Google. We're Tesla. We're Amazon. We don't want to deal with this fucking drama. If you're the kind of person that doesn't want to come to the office, be a professional, work with other people, value being around other people, then we kind of don't want you. But you also realize these people that are trying to get somewhere in life go to the office. And then there's like, you know, these are creative environments. We're trying to innovate. And they know that it's just not going to fucking happen from home. So... You just, you're not going to have strategy meetings and development and trying to solve problems over screen shares. You can, but it's just not as good as being there in person. And you've seen a lot of people who tried to work from home shit and they started bringing their employees back. And everyone who's not a business owner or an HR or an executive is saying, well, you shouldn't be doing that. They're going ass backwards. And no, they're trying, like, I think Best Buy did that. I'm not sure, but I think they might have done that because they're trying to save their fucking company. Because the work from home shit wasn't fucking working, man. And again, I think for certain people in certain jobs and certain scenarios, it works just fine for the people that have an expertise that are self-motivated that can just get shit done. But if you're trying to be part of a team, if you're younger and you're trying to fucking like learn shit and grow a career, you need to get your ass in the office. But again, like you want to look at the tech companies and say everything they do is right except for work from home. It's like, well... It's hard to argue with Google and Apple and, and Tesla and Amazon right now. True. And if you think about those companies from an employer brand perspective, they like the all the images you see are of community and people together, typically on campuses. It's hard to build a great employer brand if the, the images that you share are people behind computers, right? Yeah, you know, here's me working on my couch with my laptop and... I'm not saying I don't do that. I think we all do it. But when you're trying to get somewhere, when you're trying to achieve high goals and have a lot of success, sometimes it's just going to be a little bit harder doing it from home. For a bulk of the workforce, I think there's like the top 10% of the workforce, they're going to succeed no matter where they're at. I'm talking about everybody else. Do you feel like most young people, young professionals, learn a lot of their habits in the first few years that they're employed? I think a lot of their habits actually start as a teenager. Mm. You know, they always say like you know, behavior modification beyond 18 is nearly fucking impossible. So I think a lot of behavior is already set in stone. But if it wasn't, it's probably in the early 20s where they get that developed. And once you get in that mindset, it's hard to change. But again, I think you're just seeing you know, a lot of people that are saying they're working from home, but they can't tell you why other than I don't want to make the commute. Because if they really tell you why, it's because I don't want to deal with my coworkers. <laughs> it's like, well, then why does a company want you? You're saying that you don't even want to be around the fucking people. What does that say about you as an individual that you're just, you want to do your job, but you don't want to be a part of anything? It's like, well, <sighs> then you wonder why you don't get hired. Right, right. This, this isn't craziness. This is complete logic. You can't walk in with no experience and say, I want to work from fucking home and then expect the employer to go, okay, let's do it. To close this topic out, James, we've talked a lot about why you should work in an office when you're a young, younger professional. What are the benefits of working from an office if you're a little bit older? I mean, if you have more experience, I don't like talking younger or older, let's just say if you have more experience, you know, I, you're probably in a position in life where life's more complicated. 
you have a, a spouse or kids and I do get why you want to work from home, but you got to look at, you know, why would an employer want you to work in the office? And on top of all the other things we spoke about in terms of like mentoring and being there for conversations and creativity and innovation, all these things that happen, it's, you know, I always say just in my life as, you know, running, owning multiple recruiting and executive search companies, you know, you know, I've been in the employment game for 20 fucking years. And I got to say, like right now, at this point in time, do we ever see a job description that requires 25 years of experience? And the answer is no. For, you know, most jobs, unless you're like crazy, highly technical, if you have five to seven or 10 years of experience, that's about as good as it fucking gets for the most part. Like a lot of jobs today, once you get five or seven of good years of experience in, you're pretty fucking good at a job. So what becomes your value when you have 20 years of experience? And I was just talking to somebody about this. You know, they're probably about 50 years old. And so, you know, no one's going to want to hire me. I'm like, no, someone is going to want to hire you. But for all the things that you're thinking, it's not your 20 years or 30 years of experience. It's, it's not about that experience and how well you're going to do your job. It's about the effect that you're going to have on everyone else around you. And I think people miss out on that so much. So if you're younger and inexperienced, you want to learn from someone that's got 20 or 30 years of experience. It's you know, we're in this like ageism world where, you know, everyone in the 20s think they got the fucking answer to everything. And unfortunately, most of those people end up fucking figuring out how quick, how much they don't fucking know. Or someone that rips them apart because they think they got everything figured out because they went to a top 25 university. And then someone that's been in the game for 10 years just fucking guts them on the spot and leaves them stuck and fucking bleeding out because while you went to college, you just don't know what the fuck it's really like unless you've done the job. So if you're younger or you know, more inexperienced and you want to learn from these people about the job, the function, how to do it better, how to do it great, on top of all the soft skills, the emotional intelligence and getting along with people, managing people, leading people. So you want to be in the office to learn from these people. Now, the issue becomes if the people with more experience want to work from home, then who is there to learn from? So one of the values I'm telling this person is, you know, you're right. They don't need somebody with 20 or 30 years of experience to do this job. They can probably get somebody with half your experience and less money to do the same job, maybe even better. But what you bring to the table is just more business acumen, more life experience, more management and leadership, a better understanding of people and you're going to be able to mentor and help the team grow faster. So if you're later in your career and you want to work from home, cause you, you can, you're proven, you have the experience, you, you're, you're motivated. You can work from home. You've earned it. You don't, you don't need to be in the fucking office no more. Right. But you do. The employer sees the value in what you're going to bring to the table, especially if they have a younger workforce. If you have a really green workforce, you want people around that can mentor, that can show them the way. Because again, you realize how much college didn't prepare you. It didn't really prepare you for shit. Almost every single job you walk into, you will have to be trained on. And you probably won't even get good at it for two fucking years. 
And then you got to learn all these other things about managing and leading and dealing with people. And to have people there that have been in the game 20 years and doing it successfully, to be able to learn from them, is, is a lot of va there's a lot of value there to employers. So I'm saying if you're 20 years in experience, you know, the employer's going to want you in the office. And I understand you might want to work from home because life's more complicated. Kids, spouse, whatever. Um, you know, your family members get sick. I get that. But a lot of your value now comes from what you can bring to the table and all these other soft skills and life skills and professionalism. You're there to help show people the way and build them up faster. And I just think people miss out on that because they're so self-absorbed on what they want in life. And, you know, they want to work from home. And it's like you can, but now you're, you're removing some of that value. You know, if, if your experience is going to cost more money, an employer might say, well, if you're not going to work from home and that's, you know, a lot of your value is what you would bring to the table, bringing people up, then I'm just going to hire the person that's got less experience um, that can still do the job the same way because you're almost overqualified. And, you know, they'll come to the office. And it's like, I think we start to lose sights of what is our true value. And so many jobs, if you got 10 years or 20s experience, it almost doesn't matter. You, you, you know more, you'd hope, but the person with 10 years experience might be able to crush the person with 20 years experience in terms of this raw production. But the person with 20 years experience might be able to bring so much more maturity to the table that or life experiences and, and shit that more business acumen and just shit that they can help bring the team up faster. And that is a lot of the value of someone that's got 15, 20 or more years experience. There are so many things that are intertwined into the day to day of running an organization that I can, I can absolutely see how somebody with a little bit more experience can respond to things in a way that's a bit more conducive to quicker decision-making, quicker things happening for sure. You know, as we close this episode out, just, you know, I know some people that are going to listen to this and if you're into work from home, this isn't an attack. It's, it's just a thought of we're trying to, when we talk about the live hard philosophy, it's, you know, the easy way would be working from home. The, the live hard way would be taking your ass to the office because you got to commute, you got to go deal with it. It's just a little bit harder, but there's not a lot of people out there doing things the easy way that are getting what they want or achieving the goals they want. So we're just trying to say that if you're trying to get somewhere, you're going to have to do the harder things. On that note, James, I'm sure a lot of people are going to have questions for you. Where should they send them? I mean, I really don't want to answer them. So send them to Kane first. <laughs> I got to deal with it. But, uh, um, you can hit up, you know, you can find Kane Carpenter on Instagram or I'll be under James Phillip 313. Feel free to drop us a, you know, a DM. If you get my website, jamesphillip.com. There's a contact button there. If you have questions about this episode or future episodes, feel free to hit us up. LinkedIn, you can find us naturally. We're, we're not that hard to find. Uh, if you want to, you know, send us some ideas for shows. You know, we're more than willing to uh, discuss topics. I, I do that for my other show, Lyrically Provoked, and the shit they don't teach you in business school. A lot of times, listeners or my Instagram followers will fire off a question, and that one little question ends up inspiring and, and sparking off a whole episode. So feel free to reach out and uh, drop us your thoughts, or if you got an idea for an episode, send it on over and we'll give it a look. But until then, check us out on social media and stay tuned to next week when we drop the next episode. Take care.